This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Bruins defeat the Sabres tonight at the Garden 7-1. to They become the fastest team in NHL history. The 100, what, 10-year history of the NHL? 100, is it longer than that, guys? Uh, that sounds about right. Um, I, don't, I don't know exactly how long it is. To, Let's to, just go I, with over 100 years. It, over 100 years. Um so the fastest team in over 100 years to uh, get to 100 points, 101 points, uh, 61 games, I believe it is. Yeah. I don't think they played enough games to get to 100 points way back then. So, you know, oh, well, Scott, come on. There, but... Scott, come on. We're not going to – hey, we don't tell all the facts. We just say what we need to say. <laughs> um, and, and also, like, something that, that, that Bruins fans picked up on a lot post-game was the Bruins – goal differential at this point in the season too. So the, they have 101 points in the year and their goal differential is, is plus one Oh three. I mean, this team is just, it's, it really is remarkable what they've done all year. Um, but as much as I want to talk about the Buffalo Sabres tonight, there's some more important things to talk about with this Bruins team. I mean, what a, what a wild start to, to Thursday morning for, for Bruins Nation and, and in, in the NHL, really. So it starts off with the news that the Bruins uh, acquired Tyler Bertuzzi from the Detroit Red Wings, and we'll talk about him as well. Um, then the news broke that they extended David Pasternak. Finally, finally, David Pasternak is locked up long-term for the next eight years in Boston at uh, an annual va- uh, value of like $11.25 million, I think, a year. Yep. And obviously the final two dominoes to fall is that Taylor Hall is on long-term IR. Nick Foligno is on IR. And in the Sabres game, Brad Marchand, while I don't think it's anything too serious, did leave the game as well with a lower body injury. So there's a lot to kind of digest and go over, but I guess those are just the quick spark notes. And now I'm going to throw it to you guys for your opening takes. Yeah, I mean, I'll start with the with the Marchand injury, which – it, you know, initially, like, we didn't even know what happened. And then all of a sudden you notice he leaves the bench late in the second period. Uh, didn't have a shift for almost the final six minutes, the final 5.55 of the period. And then, you know, Nesson during the intermission shows a hit uh, where he gets hit by Ilya Lubushkin and kind of crumples awkwardly into the boards. Um and then there's another play that he ends up getting a matching penalty on where he gets tangled up with, uh, why am I blanking on who that was? Oh, uh, Peyton Krebs. And goes down a little awkwardly in that one as well. And then he takes one regular shift after that, and that's it for the night. Bruins rule him out like early in the second intermission, and you're thinking, like, well, that's not good. I mean, even Felino the other night, they didn't 
officially rule him out of the game. They're just unlikely to return. So you get that quick rule out and you're kind of thinking the worst, especially with Hall and Felino already out. Now it's a third left wing, you know, obviously a crucial member of the team. Um, but yeah, Jim Montgomery did say after the game that, uh, you know, th- they don't know for sure. Obviously there's going to be more testing tomorrow, but he thinks it's not anything serious. Now, yeah. I, w- I would just point out that he also didn't think Taylor Halls was anything serious. So, yeah, and that's the information we were rolling with, especially on our last podcast. Um, but it's always, you always have to question that when a guy gets sent home from a road trip, but um, it turned out to be worse. And and Scott and I went back and watched the the last period of um, the the Vancouver game, which is the game that he was supposedly injured in, and we didn't see anything. He played up until the end of the game. He didn't play in the last three minutes, but on we watched all of his last shifts and there was just nothing discernible there that you could see. Um, and he w- seemed to be skating fine. Um, Brian being the detective on Twitter was uh, posting like how ha- posted a picture of how happy hall was celebrating with old Mark uh, after the game, after the goalie goal. Um, it was just so it's, it's hard to guess what it might be because you don't see the actual contact there. But um, when Montgomery talked this morning, he said both Felino and Hall, it, you know, he, he had very negative uh, news about it. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, he said it's not looking good or something like that um, to that effect, which I thought was kind of interesting because I feel like I haven't heard him say anything like that yet this season. Yeah. And, and I mean, I guess like probably even more importantly than Montgomery is Don Sweeney said it was disappointing news and then said, um, you know, they didn't expect either one back before the playoffs. So, you know, there is no timetable there. Holland Felino are both. We're actually both still like undergoing some evaluation on Thursday. Um, but yeah, it sounds like, you know, that's like that. Those are pretty long term injury. If it's if they're real now, we know there's the chance that like they're playing at coy and it's salary cap manipulation, especially with Hall on long term IR. Like there's always that chance and they're never going to give any hint that that's what they're doing. But I don't know. I mean, Sweeney sounded like someone who like legitimately didn't know exactly when they're going to be back. Um so, yeah, so, you know, we're going to get into that more. Obviously, that was the impetus behind. Now, they might have been looking for someone like a Tyler Bertuzzi anyways. Um, you know, we we had talked about that. Like, if you really want to get greedy, you know, maybe another scorer who could play in the third line or something. Um, but those two being out longer term definitely provided, like, the motivation to go out and get a Tyler Bertuzzi. What Bridget was alluding to earlier was uh, with with my detective work. Uh, it was kind of tongue in cheek, but like I, I did notice like the the picture of after Omar's goal. I mean, Taylor Hall is grinning ear to ear. Uh, it just doesn't look like somebody who had suffered a potential season ending injury. Now, obviously, things can happen overnight and whatnot. I just I don't know. I I feel like there's a little bit of gamesmanship going on here with the Bruins. I, I'm not saying that. Felino and Hall aren't legitimately hurt and whatnot and that they could benefit from maybe three or four weeks off and, and maybe need some of that and maybe all of it. But 
I don't know. I I just I have a I have a tough time believing that 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 they're not going to be playing in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, and I I would have been. It would have made more sense to me if it was Felino that was the one that had the serious injury, based on like us actually seeing um, a hit to his leg and kind of knowing what happened. Whereas the Hall stuff was much less obvious. Which you know sometimes can be. Uh, longer term when somebody when you don't see contact and somebody gets hurt sometimes that that could mean you, you really tweak something or pulled something and sometimes those are those are the red flag injuries honestly but uh i i don't know i, I don't want to speculate too much i just i feel like that those two guys will be back in the fold at some point um and that when they are hopefully everybody else remains healthy and, and we've noticed tonight with marshan's injury and Again, I I wasn't everybody was everybody was freaking out about that online just because I think people were sensitive to the to the Felino and Hall news earlier today. But I really if I'm the Bruins, if anybody tweaks anything over the course of a game at this stage in the season, somebody of that magnitude like Marshan, what's the benefit of keeping him in there? Just take him out um and just precautionary measures. But I guess let's just let's let's talk about Tyler Bertuzzi because yeah, Scott, we you did mention like that could be a possibility of going out and grabbing, grabbing somebody like that. Um, we also mentioned like James Van Riemsdyk or, you know, it's just some, somebody we didn't really know, but Tyler Bertuzzi, like, yeah, if this team is healthy, he might be on the third line, but he's a, he's a, he's, he's a first line left wing in, in Detroit. Is he a first line left wing on every, all 32 teams? No, but half of them probably. I mean, he's, he's certainly a bonafide top six guy. And, just what he brings, like you added Hathaway recently. You have Marshan on the team already. You have Trent Frederick. You have Felino when he's healthy. Uh, you know AJ Greer, some other guys. But like Tyler Bertuzzi, he's an absolute rat, and, and I mean that in a, in, a, in, a, in a complimentary way. But he can also score. Like th- I just again chalk it up to the Orloff signing. Like about w- when I'm talking about a guy, I just didn't think the Bruins was going to be a Boston Bruin this year. Like, think like who would have thought? Like, honestly, like, this time last year, I remember we were talking about the Bruins going into the deadline and being like, you know, they're gonna grab Ricard Raquel or they're gonna grab Max Domi or whomever. Like, to think that a year a year later that they would have Lindholm, Orlov, Tyler Bertuzzi, like, like wh- what is this team that we're looking at? It doesn't even look like the Bruins. It's like a it's like an all star team. I know, and and yet, like they've done all this without seriously disrupting the chemistry like you've still only removed craig smith so it's not like oh i can't believe they're getting you know yeah they're getting big names like gorlov and bertuzzi but look what's going out it's like it's just picks who you know who cares like they're all in for this year yeah i understand like they have one pick in the first two rounds over the next three drafts like okay i i get it but deal with that later you're all in for this season and by the way, you didn't trade away either of your top two prospects. In fact, you haven't traded away any prospects. So, um, yeah, it's crazy. You know, Bertuzzi, it, it's so weird. Like, it, the Red Wings were making this push to potentially make the playoffs. And I guess they still could. But then all of a sudden, like, now they're selling pieces off. They, you know, Philip Ronick goes to Vancouver. And now, you know, Bertuzzi was a pending free agent that they probably weren't going to be able to re-sign, especially after the Dylan Larkin extension. But still, it's like, okay. It, 
I felt like for that group, like making a push for a playoff would have been beneficial. And now it seems like they're they're just selling, which is it's kind of just an odd strategy from them. Um, but yeah, I mean Bertuzzi, that's like you said, that's a legit score. It's someone who had sixty two points in sixty eight games last year, thirty mm-hmm. goals. Uh, you know, this year I know only four goals, ten assists in twenty nine games. Um, he's had two different hand injuries from blocking shots, so that. You know, I think affected him, and obviously, as as a scorer, as a playmaker, like your hands are important. So if you're coming back and it takes a while to get back up to speed, I think you can write off a few games for that. Um, he's also shooting only like six and a half percent in the last four years. He's been over sixteen percent every season, so that's going to come back, and again, that would be part of dealing with hand injuries is, you know, your shot's not as good. So as long as he's healthy and, you know, all indications are like he is healthy and recovered now. So I would expect that shooting percentage to go up. And I think, you know, you'll see an impact scorer who probably ultimately slots in on the third line um, could actually be on the first line. If Martian doesn't play Saturday, like I could see them just saying, all right, here you go. You're with uh, you're with Bergeron and DeBrus for your first game. Have fun. Yeah, a few things about the Bertuzzi edition. Um, we did have a question last podcast about, um, you know, will the Bruins add more? Will they mess with long-term IR? We kind of, like, we answered it. But then today, obviously, getting the actual look at how it does play out when you, when you end up losing a guy and, and you wonder – do they add Bertuzzi if those guys are, you know, are healthy or is this a move that you only make when you lose Taylor Hall or you lose both um, Taylor Hall and Nick Foligno. But um, Montgomery had some really nice words to say about like the confidence in Sweeney after this deadline and in the moves that he's been able to make. And he said, um, I don't think Don Sweeney gets enough credit. You don't have a team that wins consistently unless you're general manager has built a great team and he has. And then he also said after that, when someone asked him a follow-up question, he said, we've got great drafted players. We've got, we've got great traded players and we've had homegrown players that have been here for a long time that love being Bruins. It speaks volumes as to what he he's built here. So whereas at certain points in the season with the Mitchell Miller stuff, he was getting a lot of criticism it's impossible to say that he hasn't made this team better over the past few seasons um, to the point that they're at right now where everybody is completely bought in. Um, And I don't have any criticism for what he's done in terms of moves um, at the deadline at at all. It's, it's been incredible. I mean, as time goes on that Mitchell Miller stuff, just, it, it was just such a boneheaded situation i i i honest to god don't know what they what they were thinking but he in my mind is a lock for for gm of the year this year and that's to be to for me to be saying that while knowing the mitchell miller saga took place tells you just how how good of a job i believe he's done the last couple of years with this roster now understand that obviously bergeron and Krejci coming back at their discounts is a huge reason for that but again, you know, Sweeney played the played the cards that he was that he was dealt, and it's what it is. 
Scott, you see, like, like throw throw their names on that trophy with him, like Don Sweeney parentheses with Patrice Bergeron, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> David Krejci. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's true. I mean, it's true, right? Like, I mean, but it's 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 one of those situations where it's like, you know, Don Don was the GM the entire time where the Bruins organization should have been focusing on maybe trying to draft like some future potential number one and number two centers. I mean, but again, they've been so good for so long. Like it, they haven't had the high draft picks. Like it's let's, I, I didn't want to get into that stuff. He's done a great job. Um, he really has the even more importantly, he extended Pasternak <laughs> like that, like Bertuzzi aside, like trade deadline moves aside. This is the biggest possible news of the day. Um, it's something we've been waiting for the whole year. It is, you know, I don't want to skip out and like just go right to the pasta stuff. But if we're staying on the topic of Don Sweeney, one of the reasons why this team has been so good is because they've been able to extend and keep their best players Bruins. Um, So he does that with Pasternak. Yeah. And oh, by the way, Dmitry Orlov had three more points as well. And Garnet Hathaway had an assist Thursday night. So yeah, just a... Zaka scored again three yeah, games. Yeah, really, in a row. really great day for for Don Sweeney. Um, I saw him a few times. He was he's definitely walking walking with his chest held held out today. <laughs> real real quick quick one thing I I, I wanted to say though I kind of lost my train of thought but like um, a lot a lot can be made about the Bruins not having a first round draft pick until twenty twenty five and and all the draft collateral they've given up they've given up the last couple of years at the trade deadline. Um, and so people are concerned about the future of this team, but, but I just want to, I just want to say, like, I've been thinking about this a lot and with the extension to Pavel Zaka, like in my opinion, Pavel Zaka is ready to, um, you know, take over for David Krejci as a second line center as soon as next year, if, if need be. And like this team is, I think they're going to be fine. They're going to be competitive. The biggest concern this whole time outside of the passionate situation was like, What's the future at center? Well, I think they've addressed number two center in Zaka. They just need to figure out who's going to replace Bergeron. And that might not even be next year or the year after. And if it is, you're only talking replacing, albeit a phenomenal center, but you're talking about one, like, like one, one player as opposed to a number one and number two center. Locking up Zaka as your future number two center, in my opinion, they just got to figure out the number one guy after Bergeron. Everything else in this roster, I think, is set for for beyond this year. And I just wanted to say that real quick because people are, some people are upset about the the draft collateral going, but like it's not, it's really not that big of a deal in my opinion. Yeah, and there's you know, they're they're going to take hits other places. Like their depth next season is not going to be anything close to what it was this year because they're just not going to have the money. Like they with the Pasternak extension now kicking in. They have under $11 million in projected cap space, and they have eight unrestricted free agents and two restricted free agents. Like, they're going to lose some guys. They're not going to, and they have, they're not going to be able to re sign all three guys that they just traded for. They might extend one of them, maybe two, but yeah, like, there's going to be tough roster decisions. And next year's team certainly won't be as deep. Um, but like, again, that's something you deal with this summer and try to figure out then. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't change your goalie situation. You still have a great goalie situation. <laughs> it might change your depth with, at, at like at D. Um, Cause well, which, which by the way, like 
your goalie situation could potentially be what gets you your number one center if and when you have to do that. Like you, you know, maybe I know like everyone, you know, some people had the hot take of like trading a goalie now, which was always insane. But going forward, like that, that's on the table that absolutely, especially if say Brandon Bussey is NHL ready. But anyways, that's getting way too far ahead for now. Don Sweeney's job for this year was to do everything possible to give this team the best chance to win the Stanley cup. And I think unquestionably he has done that. He has managed to add to what was already the best roster in the NHL and, you know, add guys who play playoff style, who in Orlov's case of has won a Stanley cup. Um, Yeah. Like that, Brad Martian said it today, you know, before the game, before he got hurt, like they did their job. Now we have to do ours. And and that's exactly it. Like everything from here on out is, is up to the players. 